This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. I hope your holiday season, whichever holidays you celebrate, uh, were good for you and your families and loved ones and such. I hope that uh, you were safe and got through it okay and intact and maybe with some goodies. Um, We had a pretty good uh, Christmas uh, here and Fitzsimmons family, as I haven't done a show for, what, two weeks? It's kind of weird not doing a show, but it's kind of nice. Not saying that I don't like doing the show. Not saying that. Just saying it's kind of nice not having to uh, put together a show each week. It's not easy, you know. Hopefully the shows I put together are interesting enough for my listener. Um, Anyway, uh, we got together with my family at my parents' house on Christmas Day. Uh, We made sure that uh, it was pretty safe because um, all of us were vaccinated, that we're going to be there. All but one had been boosted. The one that hadn't been boosted was my uh, my son Hayden. Um, We had, we, there was a scheduling snafu to get, to get him boosted before uh, Christmas. Uh, We had to reschedule it and uh, he he has been boosted now. He got it uh, yesterday, as I record this, so that would have been Thursday he got his booster. Not only did he get his booster, he got his flu shot. Same time. Yeah. <laughs> Two shots. But uh, that's good. That's good. And uh, he's had... Uh, he's been a little out of sorts today, uh, which is probably the result of the two vaccines doing their job inside his system and and uh, and hopefully he's going to be nice and protected from uh, from the covid uh, when he gets back to school which we're taking him back down to Mankato on Sunday yep bring him back down on Sunday he was home for a month wow <laughs> Uh, although we saw him just barely more than we see him when he's away at college. <laughs> you didn't see him much. Um, okay. On Christmas Day, um, we all got together. Uh, uh, my you know, my parents, of course. Uh, my older brother, his wife. My sister, her husband. My younger brother and his girlfriend. And then Amy and, and, and I and Hayden. Uh, all crammed into mom and dad's house and enjoyed a Christmas together. 
my older brother and his wife, uh, they got uh, tested for, for the COVID, as did my sister and her husband before getting together. I had suggested that to in our group texting chat that we've got going, uh, we siblings, uh, just to kind of keep up with what's going on. I said, should we get tested before we come to the... Uh, uh, to the Christmas thing for, you know, at mom and dad's, would that be a good idea? And uh, they were thinking it. And then I went out to pick up some at-home tests uh, to maybe, you know, at least check out what they kind of, what they cost. 25 bucks a kit. 25 bucks. Hi, kitty. Yeah, no, cat. Look, I keep telling you, it's not an opportunity. It's a multi-level marketing scam. I'm not falling for it. Alright, that's hopefully that's sent the cat on her way. She gets these ideas. She wants me to, you know, invest in this multi level marketing thing. I'm not gonna make any money on it. She's she's just just alienating her friends and family by getting it anyway anyway. Sorry I let the cat distract us, but that's what she does these days. She likes to distract me from the show. Anyway, um yeah, it was a little bit cost prohibitive. For me, I'm not made of money, and I'd have, I'd have to buy three t- kits. And I thought, well, everybody's vaccinated. It, it, that's there. Most everybody's boosted. Just the one isn't. We're gonna be fine, and and we are. We've been fine. So uh, and so far, nobody's had any problems. It is getting a little uh, scary out there again. We're in another peak uh, with with a real high spike in cases. And it's because of this Omicron or Omicron variant that's that's uh, that's taken the world by storm. It's uh, it's it, it's um, it seems like it's more contagious than Delta, but that it's not as it doesn't result in quite as a, a, a nasty of an illness if you get it. So it might bypass the vaccine, maybe. Uh, but we're seeing, uh, which has been the case for a while now, it is still a pandemic of the unvaccinated here in the United States. It's still that. Yes, there are people who have been vaccinated who are getting COVID. Uh, and yes, there are uh, the vaccinated people that get that are getting COVID. Some of them are being hospitalized. And yes, an even smaller number are dying from it. But the vast majority in all three categories, uh, four categories, if you just say getting COVID, getting COVID and being hospitalized for the COVID, being hospitalized and being in the ICUs with the COVID, and then dying from COVID, it's still a vast majority the unvaccinated. Uh, if you're vaccinated, you're, you're, you're better protected, and the booster seems to give even a little bit more protection. So... Uh, there's another thing that I've been hearing about about the the omicron omicron uh, variant is that it doesn't you don't get quite as sick it's a little more mild now if that's true that would seem to track with what I've learned about viruses and, and when they mutate and create variants they tend uh, this is something that that I heard from dr. fauci on science versus it's a podcast uh, about science uh, that I've been listening to for quite a while, and this is before the pandemic hit, before that we heard the word, everybody knew the words coronavirus and that, before COVID-19. He was saying that uh, he's an infectious disease expert. He's been working in that for decades. 
and he was saying that uh, um, that that is the tendency of viruses. They tend to become the illness becomes more mild because the virus wants to spread, and it doesn't spread as well if it kills its host too quickly. So, what cat? Leave me alone. I'm telling you, I'm not signing up for your multi-level marketing scam. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <clears throat> so uh, that's what I've been hearing about Omicron, uh, and let's hope that that's true and that uh, will it, it'll hopefully it'll bear out. I've been going back to wearing uh, well, I've I've been wearing my mask mainly all the time anyway when I go out shopping. I've still been doing it. Barely have I taken it off. Um, now I'm back to wearing a mask, and in fact, I've gone to wearing a surgical mask, one of the paper types, and my double-layered cloth mask. I wear, I wear them both at the same time now, uh, especially if I'm going to be someplace where I'm going to be there for a while, and there's going to be other people around. Uh, I still have my policy when I clean buildings. Uh, if I'm the only one in the building or in the suite that I'm cleaning there, there's not a chance of somebody else walking in there, not a big chance of that happening, then I, I'll go maskless because there's nobody around. But if there's anybody else in the building that I'm cleaning or anybody else in the suite that I'm cleaning, I put on the mask. Even if I'm not going to be anywhere near them for most of the time, I wear the mask. It's just I just do it. So, And now it's the double mask or triple mask, however you want to look at it. The triple layered double masks. How about that? So, yeah, that, it's kind of scary, the COVID. And one thing I was going to mention that um, something that I've been realizing in my, in my own thinking, uh, I think this is fairly common with a lot of people. We tend to be centered on the country we live in. You know, so I tend to be America-centric, you know, in my, in my thinking, worldview, and that sort of thing. I tend to be that. And uh, it, something was dawning on me when listening to the science about the vaccines and virus and how it's going and where Om Omicron came from, Omicron, where it came from. It was first uh, uh, no, uh, um, spotted in South Africa. Whether that's where it came from, I'm not sure. But um, it, it dawned on me that we get upset with the unvaccinated people here in America. We do. We get upset with them, and rightly so. Those that are, you know, that are just absolutely resistant to getting the vaccine. Not hesitant, not uh, otherwise with a medical condition where they, they can't get vaccinated. Uh, for, as far as I'm concerned, there's no such thing as a religious exemption because, you know, oh, religion is bullshit. But, okay. Um, we can point our fingers at them and say, would you guys get with the program and let's go, you know. Uh, but that's not necessarily going to stop variants from showing up. It might help us here in America be protected against variants a little better than around the world. But you see, there are parts of the world where the vaccine is going to take a, it's going to take a long time for the vaccine to be given out there. They don't have the infrastructure to get uh, uh, especially like the, the like the Pfizer or the and the uh, Moderna, those vaccines, which I'm not sure how worldwide how global they are. Um, Pfizer, I think is I'm not sure about Moderna, but there's the AstraZeneca, and I think they're all R, uh, uh, RNA, whatever uh, mRNA vaccines. 
and they they have to be kept really 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 cold when they're transported and then they can be uh, on the day they're being used they can be cold but not really 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 cold but they're not going to last long and so the infrastructure in some parts of the world just isn't really good and it makes it so much more difficult to get the vaccine out so it's and then if you run into hesitancy over there and reluctance to get vaccines or resistance to vaccines on top of the fact that the infrastructure isn't as as uh, uh, present in the, in some parts of the world getting people vaccinated is going to take a long time so the virus will have more people to jump to and to infect and to possibly mutate and create new variants so it's not just variants emerging from the united states because we got a you know a bunch of people that are refusing to get vaccinated it's around the world where people just maybe want to get vaccinated it's just not the vaccine's just not there yet it's it's a uh, it's gonna be with us for a while so maybe when we were when amy and i were at that twins game uh, last summer outdoors crowded in with people in the seats not wearing masks and the people sitting behind us were talking about, you know, if everybody had just gotten vaccinated, we'd be done with this by now. Maybe we wouldn't be. I don't know. I'm not an infectious disease expert. I'm not a doctor. I just play doctor online. I, I, so I don't know. But uh, that's what I've been thinking about lately when it comes to the COVID and the viruses and this Omicron, Omicron now. Yeah. So um, get vaccinated if you haven't been. Get boosted if you haven't been. It's free. Just go online, get it figured out. You can do it. Uh, and yeah, it's just, you know, get part of the program. <laughs> and we might have to. I was listening to the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe podcast, and that's a great podcast. You guys ought to listen to it. Uh, they were saying that we might have to start looking at the idea that uh, those, that, that we'd be considered fully vaccinated if we're boosted and if that's the case in the united, in the united states we're only 30 percent on the fully vaccinated not 62 percent i think that's the number I heard, which is still pathetic we still gotta get up there fearless loser one thing he's done at least is you know when he's out with uh, bill o'reilly traveling on, and doing his loser tour he's been saying i'm vaccinated i'm boosted you should get it too you know i'm against the mandates Look, I don't like the mandates either. I don't like that they're necessary. If people would just get with the program and do you know do the smart thing, the civic thing, the patriotic thing, and get their vaccinations, we wouldn't need mandates. But there's uh, it, back before the 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 pandemic hit the United States, before it got came to our shores, we knew it was coming. And uh, Stephen Colbert on his show, his uh, what is what do they call it? Uh, the Late Show, is that it, with Stephen Colbert? On his show, he had Neil deGrasse Tyson as a guest. We were hearing about this pandemic coming, or this 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 new coronavirus sweeping the world. And he asked Neil deGrasse Tyson about it. And Tyson said, we're going we're gonna to find out, well, this is going to be an experiment to see if the people will listen to scientists. And I think we've determined that about 40% of Americans will not listen to scientists. It still holds what I've said in recent shows. When I go to gro the grocery store, 
Uh, the mandates are coming back for masks in the Twin Cities. They're coming back. Uh, when I, but when I go to the grocery store, you know, before the mandates came back in, uh, and I noticed that the employees were wearing masks again. This was with Delta. I see the masks again. And then I, I see, uh, you know, when the employees are required to wear masks, they're not always wearing them just right. You know, they're, they're not. It's been almost two years. Figure out how to wear a mask. But the customers, the ones that do wear masks, and this is still holding true from a few weeks ago when I talked about this initially, the customers that are wearing masks, virtually all of them wear them absolutely perfectly, or you know, as close to perfectly as you can. They're covering their noses. They're, they're, they, the good seal on their face, they have good masks, most of them. And there's no pulling them down to talk. I, you know, every now and then I'll see somebody with the nose hanging out or the mask under the chin. But those are rare. And this is just from my personal viewing. It's an anecdote. It's no, this is nothing that a great conclusion can be drawn from. But it seems like the people who uh, have, that are wearing their masks properly uh, now, I'm betting, are the ones that were paying attention to the science, following the guidelines, not grousing, not complaining, not acting like a bunch of big babies, caring about their freedom. They said, oh, we should be wearing masks? What kind of masks? Oh, that kind of mask? How do you wear the mask? Of course I'll wear the mask. The vaccine's available? Yes, I'll get that vaccine. I should keep my distance from people? Okay. Uh, go to the store less? I'll try that. They were listening. That's the people that were listening. So I don't feel as nervous around them as I do around people that are not wearing masks. Now, the ones not wearing masks might be fully vaccinated and just feel comfortable not wearing a mask. I just, I never really got there. To feel comfortable not wearing a mask at the store. I never really got there yet. Ever since this has happened. This is weird. I watch movies now. And when you see scenes in TV shows and movies. Where people stand really close to each other. Because they do that in TVs and movies. They, they, they sometimes stand uncomfortably close to each other. <laughs> and it's not a romantic conversation or something like that. They're just really close to each other. I don't know why. They just do that. And, and, I, and I just think. God you guys are so close to each other. <laughs> These shows are, were done before the pandemic. Why, anyway, this is what's happened, and we're we're heading into our third year dealing with COVID, and uh, it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. So, wash your hands, keep your distance, limit your social activities, wear a mask when you're outside, get get a good one or double up or whatever you're doing, and and get vaccinated if you can and get the booster. Let's go. All right, I'm going to go to my first break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I am your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I shall return after this break. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. 
Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. If this station is not your cup of tea... Then drink coffee! 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 Drink coffee! 100% news. 100% information. 100% guarantee. Thought you might say that. <laughs> You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. To Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. So um, we did have uh, uh, an invitation to go to another part of the family's um, place on Christmas Eve for a, a gathering there. And um, we begged out. We uh, told them that, you know, we, we do have other plans. Uh, thank you for the invite, of course. And they said, oh, great, that's fine. You know, Merry Christmas, have, have a good New Year, that kind of thing, which is cool. And we did have other plans. Uh, but also, you know, with Omicron, Omicron going around, and the next day, we were going to be spending the day with, you know, with, with uh, you know, my parents and brothers and sisters and spouses, uh, it was going to be probably a good idea to limit the social contacts uh, to try to not you know not expand the circle so much. Uh, so uh, so it was probably a good idea you know just to limit it to okay we're going to the Fitzsimmons family and and that's that's what we're doing there the other extended part of the family. Uh, and also, two days in a row of family gatherings and socializing wouldn't be too much for me. I'm generally a bit, uh, better at the socials type stuff than than Amy is. I think Caden would be okay, but uh, Amy, she might might have been a little much. We used to do it. We used to do that back when her parents were still with us. Um, it, there would be we trade off years you know one year it'd be christmas eve at my parents and a christmas day at her parents and then the next year it'd be you know christmas eve at her parents and christmas day at my parents or something like that and so that's two days in a row and and amy would still get a little just for this socializing it's it's not you know she's okay she's it's not like she's you know 
horrible at it. It's just, it's a little bit of stress. It's a little bit of something. And who needs that, especially now that we've been in this pandemic thing for a while. And it's just, you know, there's worries out there. But we did have other plans. I mean it. Seriously, we had other plans. And those other plans were a quiet evening at home. I mean, those are plans. You know, we just want to spend a quiet evening at home. Hayden's here. Amy and I, are, you know, will be here. I've, I had the night off of work, so didn't have to do anything. Uh, had the day off of work that day, so it was great. And we, uh, uh, Amy and I, had been binge watching uh, Breaking Bad. We'd been watching it for a couple of weeks leading up to that. So that's what we did christmas eve uh, hayden joined us for a while we just amy and i just watched i don't know five or six or seven episodes of of breaking bad we just it's isn't that interesting how you can be faced with watching a movie that's three hours long and you think oh three hour long movie i don't i don't know i don't know but then you sit down and watch a series like breaking bad and you blow through three or four episodes and that's you know four episodes would be longer than three hours and you just go no <laughs> how did we do that it's a little different i guess because each show is its own sort of thing you know each episode is its own little unit there and a movie is it's all in unit but it's a longer unit maybe i don't know psychologically it just seems different maybe because you do get a break in, in in a movie a three-hour movie you don't get a break unless they put like a little intermission thing in there you could always pause it and go do something. But anyway, so we were watching Breaking Bad, and I had some um, things I wanted to talk about with Breaking Bad. Now, there may be some mild spoilers in here if you have not seen the series. So um, either skip ahead an hour or two. <laughs> I don't know how long I'm going to talk about it. Uh, or just you know deal with it, because you know, the series has been, on for, been off the air now for... It, it ran for five seasons, a total of, uh, I think it was 58 episodes. I think that was the number. Was that the number or 62 episodes? It might have been 62 episodes. Anyway, so um, uh, some things I wanted to you know mention about the series. The first thing here is something that was, uh, uh, I think, a fairly obvious thing. It was picked up on right away when it was airing originally. I remember seeing memes about it and discussions about it. And that is that the show has sort of an underlying theme that's that's not the the big purpose of the show, but the underlying theme that says that that is a that is a, a, a very pointed criticism of the American healthcare system. Not so much the quality of the healthcare, but the cost. You know, the fact that some a hospital stay for someone for not not necessarily a major thing but it's a hospital stay could end up in a bankruptcy because we don't have a system like they have in canada or in the uk or in australia or in japan or in all kinds of other countries around the around the world industrialized nations that are wealthy uh, the, the you know the united states is what the wealthiest nation in the world and we don't have the kind of system that's like uh, when somebody was explaining they were using the, the current pandemic and the vaccine as a way of explaining what it's like 
to uh, maybe live in Canada. You know, they, they say, say, you know, you know how it is when you, you you went and you got your vaccine and you just went in and said, I'm here for my vaccine, and you didn't have to pay anything. There wasn't any proof of insurance. There wasn't any. It's just I just you went in and got your your vaccine and you went home and you didn't get a bill. You know how that's like. Well, that's what healthcare is like in Canada. It may be oversimplified, but that's what it's like. The and 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 in the Breaking Bad series, well, let's let's give you the synopsis at least the simplest of synopsises for it. There's a character named Walter White. He's played by uh, played by Brian Cranston. He's a mild mannered, very nice guy, quiet ish, not very adventurous. Kind of a guy who is a, 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 a very overqualified high school science teacher, chemistry teacher. He had, uh, uh, in his past, he had been part of this startup company that was like a Medtronic kind of company that was going to be using science and developing products and all that. And it was just a startup, and he, he zigged when he should have zagged. He took the quick money and ended up uh, out of the company and a teacher in a high school and watching that company explode in in value and all that and just like uh, he lost he lost out on all that right he had that's happening with him he turns 50 and a couple days later he learns he has a very serious lung cancer going on uh, I don't know if it's stage four or stage three something like that but it was you know pretty serious and chances were that uh, even with the best treatment in the world, he might not get much more than a year to live, but he'd have that. And and it, it became, how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay for the treatments? How am I going to, how, how can I leave my family penniless? This, this can't be, what can I do? Uh, through circumstances of the show, he realizes what he can do to make money, and that is to cook methamphetamine. Amphetamine. He's a he's a great chemistry guy, a great chemist, and he comes up with this 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 product that is so pure, it's so great, he becomes in demand, and he gets wrapped up in that world. And he tries to keep his two worlds separate, his family and everything separate, not knowing what he's doing. He tries to do that, and it's and 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 he breaks bad as a character, meaning he starts to go into the dark side, as a character. He does some pretty messed up stuff. Now, again, with the healthcare thing, back when the show was originally airing, there was a meme that went around stating that, you know, the Canadian version of Breaking Bad. The Canadian version of Breaking Bad goes like this. Walter White, a high school chemistry teacher, learns he has cancer. He gets the treatment he needs. That's the end of that, of the Canadian version of the series. So, you know, I suppose somebody could say, "Well, hey, that's isn't that a plus for the American system of healthcare? Isn't that a plus? You got this great series, Breaking Bad, because we have such a horrible way of doing our, you know, paying for healthcare and all that kind of stuff. We have such a horrible way of doing it. See, we we got a great series, and not it's not just one great series, two, because Better Call Saul spun out, uh, spun off out of the uh, the Breaking Bad world. So we got two great series, huh? Huh?" See? See, it's not all bad. 
I guess you know if I was given the choice, you know, if, if you if you could have uh, uh, if you could trade one for the other, you, you you give up the two shows, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. You give those up, but in return, the United States has a single payer healthcare system, or it has a Canadian style healthcare system, or a UK style healthcare system, whichever. And you get that. Would you make that trade? Uh, hmm, let me think. They are pretty good shows. Better Call Saul's coming back on with its uh, final season. I don't know. Yeah, I'd make the trade. I'd give up the two shows to not have to worry about paying for medical bills and all that kind of stuff. I, it's, yeah. As the kids say, that's a no-brainer. But here's another thing that I <laughs> wanted to point out about the show. Amy let me know this. Uh, after we finished uh, binge-watching it, uh, she she did some YouTube searching and found some you know, behind-the-scenes type stuff. And the, the creator of the series, a fellow named Vince Gilligan, uh, he wanted to play with the audience a little bit, push the audience to see, you know, uh, to you know, get them to like Walter White at the beginning. He always is this this Mister Clean or Mister Rogers turning into Scarface or something like that. It went from you know Mister Rogers to Scarface over the course of the series. They want he, you like him and you don't like him. You like him and you don't like him. You're uncomfortable with some of this. Oh my goodness, how did he do that? You, sometimes you just get oh, that was that was horrible. That was heinous. Walt, what are you doing? You know you have those moments, but you still. Root from you still like him. Um, I guess Gilligan was was saying he wanted to see how far he could push the audience with that. And so I was thinking about, you know, because as I said, it's called Breaking Bad because we are we are witnessing this Walter White, you know, Mister Rogers go to Scarface. We're watching him, you know, go break bad. He's he's just he's becoming bad. He does these some things or allows certain things to happen or whatever. He manipulates people. He just he does he he's he does a lot of stuff. <laughs> and some of it is just downright crazy. Or uh, just uh, Walt, how could you do that? But you still like him through the whole series. You still root for him. You want him to get to the destination he's trying to get to. So there, it, it, but there are other villains on the show. Uh, I'm gonna try not to give too much away, but there's early on there's uh, there's there's one person that's uh, considered a villain that's uh, you know just out of his mind and unpredictable, uh, a, a, a loose cannon that can just go incredibly violent just on a drop the drop of a dime or a hat or whatever they say. He, he's but even he has a certain likability. Then there's this other character that's connected to the Mexican cartels, drug cartels, who really can't do anything. He really doesn't have much power anymore. Um, it, it, he's despicable. And yet, once in a while, you know, you they, they, they can kind of like him, still, once, sort of, here and there. And there's, and there's the biggest of the bad guys, uh, at least, uh, you know, for much of the series, uh, he's he's his his name is Gus, and he's he's kind of the guy in charge, uh, at least in this territory. And he can be very dangerous, very unpredictable, but he's so 
He's so st- like a statue. He's so calm and he's so controlled. And you like him. He's bad. He's 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 going to do some terrible things. But you like him. I I I'd like the Amy and I were talking about we like him. We like the guy. The only villains on the show really that just from the beginning to end that you do not like and there's never a chance that you you're never given any kind of a chance to like them and they they show up late in the series and they're nazis there's no liking them they're nazis oh there's one in their group that is is likable he's a psychopath and he could you know the nazi thing he could take or leave it he doesn't do any nazi stuff but he's just you know He's there, but he's a psychopath, and he's an interesting character. Uh, we're introduced to the Nazis. Uh, one of them is, you know, taking a leak in the restroom, and he's he's pining for the old days of America. You know, when back when you know when America was great, and he's uh, he's 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 saying, you know, I look at the, I'm in an airplane, and I, I look at the 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 armrests where there used to be. I look at the space where there used to be an ashtray. It's gone now, and I wonder what's happened to our country. And then the other fellow he's talking to says, yeah, and every time I see some, some kid riding a bike wearing a, a bicycle helmet, I want to just you know beat the crap out of him or something. And I said, oh, Trump supporters. <laughs> Sorry. I'm kidding. Only half kidding. You know, not everybody who voted for Trump was a racist, but every racist who voted, voted for Trump. Just want to, just putting that out there. You know, when you find yourself at some kind of a protest, let's say protesting a tax hike or something, and you're in a crowd saying, no, the taxes are high enough, and you look around, and somebody standing next to you is, is holding a Confederate flag, and you look over somewhere else, and there's a guy wearing a Camp Auschwitz shirt, and you look somewhere else, and there's some other, uh, some other guy with a bunch of Nazi flair on his clothes, you might want to think to yourself, am I with the good guys here? Am I with... Huh? You know, the politics makes strange bedfellows. I think I'll talk more about that in the future. Maybe next week. A little something about politics and strange bedfellows. I'll have to make a note of that. But I don't have time for that now. So these guys, the Nazis in the in the Breaking Bad, you never like them. You never like them at all. Which is, you know, they're Nazis. Why should you like them? I do have one other thing that I wanted to mention about uh, the Breaking Bad series. However, I've come up to my next break. So I'm going to take that break now. You're listening to Dimline Radio and the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons, saying I'll be back after this break. to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network.
Influenza season is upon us and it can be a killer. But it's not too late to vaccinate. Usually, most cases of influenza in Minnesota don't even occur until January or February and the season lasts all the way through April. Get a flu shot now and you'll protect not only yourself but those around you. See your doctor or visit mdhflu.com to find a flu clinic near you. This message from the Minnesota Department of Health. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. And welcome back to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. That song coming out of the break is called Queen of Eyes by the band The Soft Boys, which was uh, Robin Hitchcock's uh, first band. He was in there with a fellow named Kimberly Rue. Kimberly Rue went on to uh, be in a band called Katrina and the Waves, and he wrote the song Walking on Sunshine. Just letting you know. Um... I bring that up because uh, uh, it reminded me of something that happened this week. Uh, someone we know, Amy and I know, she's uh, the, she's the uh, uh, the parent the, uh, the parent of uh, a couple of kids. Um, that one of them was in Hayden's grade, you know, through his schooling, and we met her through the schooling. Now she's she's somewhat of a local celebrity. Uh, she was on. Uh, local TV news for for many years. She would be an anchor for one of the news shows locally. Uh, when we you know we, we went in for the uh, orientation for Hayden's uh, uh, after preschool and kindergarten, Harry's grade school, uh, we sat next to her, or very you know right there, you know, like she was there and her mother was there, and then it was Amy and I, and I and I said that's so and so, that's so and so from. And then he said, "Yeah, it is." You know? And then we got to we met her and we got to know her. Mom, uh, mom, Nance, uh, Jesus, I'm turning into my mother. I meant to say Amy, but I first started by saying mom, and then I went to my sister Nancy, and I finally I got to Amy. <laughs> Women in my life, I guess. <laughs> so, and my mother used to do that with us kids, uh, with Steve and I especially. My younger brother Steve, she would we we said for a long time that that our names were uh, just Steve to Jim. Because she would start to say something to me, and she would start to call me Steve, but then she'd correct herself. She'd say, St- Jim, <laughs> just Steve. <laughs> so so I, I just went through, you know, Mom, Nancy, Amy. And it's like, oh, geez. Anyway, so Amy got to know this person a little bit better by, you know, going, you know, Dropping Hayden at school or picking him up after school and him letting him play in the playground uh, outside the school for a while and, and and the other parent would do the same thing. So we got to kind of we got to kind of know her a little bit. And um, 
she has gone on to uh, she's done she left the, uh, the 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 news show. Uh, she's gone on to other kinds of things um, dealing with news, and she just started this this week this Monday. She started hosting a morning show on local radio, and I told Amy that hey, we can listen to her when we drive into work and all that. So oh, that'll be fun. So we've we've been listening to her, and she uh, one day she. <laughs> She was announcing that it was the, I think, the drummer um, of a, a particular band. It was his birthday that day. So she starts mentioning that it's so-and-so, the drummer for, and she said the name of the band. She said the name, like this. <clears throat> uh, from the band uh, Queens of the Stone Age, or whatever that, whatever, I, I'm not even sure if I got that name right. But the way she said it, <laughs> Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, I look. I said to Amy, she's never heard of that band until she read it just then. <laughs> it was. It seemed pretty clear, <laughs> but that was. That's the first time she's ever heard of that band was when she read it just then and there. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was kind of funny. Anyway, so Breaking Bad. There's this thing. That uh, I noticed that this was the second time that I've uh, watched the series Breaking Bad. It's also the second time for Amy, and uh, we I, I noticed this aspect of it. And I think the four main characters there are there are four main characters that that this pertains to. Um, there's Walter, his wife Skyler, her sister Marie, and Marie's husband Hank. Uh, it's pretty much pertains to those four characters. There's there's Jesse's another character that's a main character of the show. He's actually the second kind of main character, uh, and there are others. But but of those four, I think those four are somewhere on the spectrum, the autism spectrum. As I understand autism, one of the things that that people who have uh, who deal with autism, who have it in there, you know, and they're on that scale somewhere. That one of the things that that they can have a difficulty with is uh, reading emotions and social cues that a person is giving them, reading expressions on their faces, understanding that, understanding body language, you know, hearing the inflections in a voice in an answer or no answer, and and reading that, they have difficulty with that. I don't know if it's everybody on the spectrum, but. I, this is one of the things that I've been that I've heard about uh, people who have autism that they can have that difficulty, and I think these four characters must have it because I can't tell you how many times during the series character A talks to character B. Character A is completely oblivious to the emotional uh, signs being given off by character B. The expressions in the face, the look in the eyes, the non-responses or the barely verbal responses, a shrug maybe, or 
or they turn their back to the to character A, or leave their back turned to character A the entire time. And the character, you know, it's just, it's just going on about, oh, you know what? I think we should, we should, we should. Everything's working out really well. We should all get together and and go to this place. We'll go somewhere and we'll spend the weekend there. I think it's be great because it'll be great for us. We haven't done it, and the whole time, character B is just looking like they're either going to start crying, start screaming, or they look like they're scared, terrified. And, the, and, and character A, whichever one of the... And again, it's like these four. A couple of them more frequently than the others. But they'll just go on and on and on and not clue into the fact that that person is giving off all kinds of messages, all kinds of signals saying, I'm having a problem. In fact, it happened so often. I started to say... Yeah, like when Walt was doing it. I, I, I would just yell at the TV and I said, Walt, read the room! He, it's like he just... Long after he should have... You know, you can start off not realizing that the person's giving off a certain vibe. Giving off these 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 clues, these cues that you should be picking up on. You can you might have a second or two where you're not catching up, but it should be quick, pretty quick. Wait a minute, are you Okay. I'm sorry. You're not responding. You okay? You don't. You look scared. Are you all right? You. They. Do, no. No. It's. It's. It's weird. It's. It happens a lot until late in the series. I think it's the. I think it's in the final season. Uh, it's Skylar and her sister Marie. They're at Skylar's place of business, and Marie is just chattering away. Now, Skylar does respond here and there. She does say a little something, but she becomes more and more subdued. She be, her emotions become more and more... Um, she becomes more and more upset. She stands up. She walks away. She looks out the window of her office. She, she gets... She, she, you know, and, and her sister's just going on and on and on. One of the things that Marie said, Oh, you know, Walt's birthday's coming. Are we going to do something? And she should have read it right there when Skylar says, well, we hadn't planned on doing anything. And the look on Skylar's face is saying things are really bad. But Maria just, Marie just, just soldiers on. Chatter, 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 chatter. And Skylar is looking more and more uncomfortable. She gets up, she, she reaches in her purse and pulls out a pack of smokes and start to, starts to light up a smoke. And that's when Marie says, you don't smoke. When did you start smoking? What are you smoking for? Why do you smoke? You don't smoke. You haven't smoked for years. So when do you smoke? You don't smoke around the baby, do you? If you smoke, you shouldn't be smoking around the baby. You shouldn't. You can't smoke here. You, there's laws against smoking here. You know, you secondhand smoke for the employees. Finally, finally, Skylar turns to Marie and says, "Marie, please shut up." And Marie keeps going. You don't talk to me. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. And she just starts repeating it and gets ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. I wonder. Because when she finally, somebody finally does that, after all those times with character A just going on and on and on and on, character B not ever really saying anything, at some point the message does get somewhere, does get across somehow, but never quite like that moment. And I wonder if that was, if that was by design. We have all those other moments where these people apparently on the spectrum not being able to read each other's emotions, at some point, finally, 
we're finally, after all that happens, after all those times of it happening, finally, one of the characters tells the other to just shut up. I thought it was a good moment. It's a great series. Uh, It's really, it it really is. It's really a great series. And if you haven't watched Breaking Bad, I hope I haven't spoiled too much of it for you. I don't think I have. Um, You should check it out. And then once you're done watching that, you got Better Call Saul. That's a good one, too. Where am I at in my time? Okay. Um, We had an anniversary this week. The anniversary of the attack on our capital by Antifa and the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, remember? Remember it was Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And it only was put to an, it put to an end because because fearless leader, you know, stopped his counting the legal votes and and ran down to the Capitol, armed only with an American flag in one hand and the Bible in the other, shooed those people away. Remember when that happened? No, it wasn't. Black Lives Matter. It wasn't Antifa. It wasn't the FBI. It was Trump's people. Revved up by Trump and others. And they attacked the Capitol. Well, this week, President Biden talked about it. He gave a speech. I've watched the speech, I think, three or four times now. It's. Just, I think it's very powerful. I think it really sends the, the right message. He, he, he calls it like it is. That the former president, never says him, never calls him by name, calls him the former president. At one point he says the former president, the defeated president. Calls him a liar. Calls his supporters liars. He points out that, that he won the election. You know, he, he lines it up. He says there are, you know, 93 senators, uh, you know, and he goes to this list of, of uh, you know, governors and, and, and election officials have all said it. So it's the, the, the court system, up, on up to the Supreme Court, this, there's no fraud. There was no fraud. You lost, or, you know, loser lost. And I just, I just, you know, it was good to hear it. He even brought up the fact that, you know, it was only the president, the only the vote for the president was was in question. There was no question about the election results for any of the other races. Same ballot. Same, same ballot, you know, the same people voting, same day. Now, he did compress it a little in that everybody, you know, he, the president made it sound as though everybody voted on the one day. A hell of a lot of us voted before November 3rd. Voted by mail. Uh, you know, or dropped off the ballot. Uh, we voted by mail here. We didn't go to the polling place. That's, you know, not, neither here, here nor there, really. It's, it might be something that others that want to try and criticize it will pick up on. They might say, oh, he coughed like three times. Is he okay? Yeah, yeah, it, he coughs. He's got a you know, dry throat. It happens. It's winter. <laughs> it's probably dry in there. Uh, it's just, it just, I like I said, I watched it like three or four times. And it was just, I, I, I thought it was a brilliant speech. I thought it was powerful. And I thought it got right to the point. And I hope some Republicans are listening. I hope all of them are listening. Um, I'm hoping the 
the committee, the January 6th committee, uh, that they do get Vice President Mike Pence up there. Because, you know, folks, Mike Pence might be not be the 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 only hero in this in this story, but uh, he is, we have a lot to thank him for because he didn't cave to the man-child in office to his threats and his tantrums. According to uh, Bob Woodward and Robert Costa's book um, *Peril*, when Mike Pence was saying, telling the president. The, the you know fearless loser telling him I can't I can't do that the Constitution does not give me that power I can't do that you know I don't know if those were the exact words part of what fearless loser said was I don't want to be your friend <laughs> really what are you five yeah he's five that's what a five year old says I don't want to be your friend you're not gonna do what I want you're not gonna be he's a child Stephen Colbert who used to do an impression of of Trump. Now doesn't do it any, anymore. He he has it. They've hired a child actor, a seven-year-old actor, to act like the seven-year-old president. Seven-year-old. And it's it nails it. Reading the actual words, as the president, uh, the former president, the loser, came out after uh, the actual president, the current president, the winner, made his speech. Came out and said, "Yeah, it, what's the? It says in there says using my name to divide America." Biden didn't say his name once. He called him the former president several times. Former president, and once the defeated president. Now I did. I don't know how Fox News has reacted to the speech. I don't know, but they did react to Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, she was introducing President uh, Biden, and she gave a little talk, which I haven't listened to that one yet, but I'll, I'll, I'll find it and listen to it. But she compares that dark day in American history, January 6, 2021, she compares that day to other dark days in American history, 9-11, Pearl Harbor. And on CNN, uh, Brianna Keeler, uh, I believe is her name, she's one of the hosts on CNN, was uh, playing the re some of the reaction by the Fox News hosts to um, Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris, sorry, um, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, comparing 1-6 to Pearl Harbor. And they were, oh, they were clutching their pearls. Oh my, how could you, this isn't Pearl Harbor. That's nothing like Pearl Harbor. It's nothing like Pearl Harbor. You know, their hosts and their guests were saying all that kind of stuff. Oh, call it the Pearl Harbor. How dare they? How dare they? Remember when Fox News, when their when their Christmas tree was set on fire? Remember when that happened? Remember? And they they acted like it was a dark day at Fox News. And when they they got the new tree, put that up, and they were doing their their well, you're not going to stop us, you know, out standing by the tree, and, and and some of the same people that were clutching their pearls about the Pearl Harbor co uh, comparison, you know they. They they were saying how you know we're defiant we're gonna we're pressing on and you're not, you know this war on Christmas and Fox News isn't gonna stop us that kind of thing, and they had somebody that they had invited to speak at this at their their lighting of the new tree event. It was some reverend, some pastor, some clergy guy. He got up there to say a few words, and he compared that dark day when that tree, the Christmas tree for Fox News was put on fire. He compared it to can you guess? 
Pearl Harbor. But, but you know, the Fox News people, you know, they're wrong if they're saying that January 6th was not a dark day in American history the way 9-11 and Pearl Harbor were. They're wrong. But they are right that you can't exactly compare it. It doesn't compare quite to Pearl Harbor and 9-11 because those events were attacks on this country from outside of the country. So what would be a more apt comparison would be oh, April 12th 1861, because that was the date in which Fort Sumter was attacked by the Confederacy, by the traitors to the United States that wanted to split the country in two, that, the, that started the Civil War, the American Civil War. So yeah, it's not like Pearl Harbor in that sense. It's more like uh, Fort Sumter. That's what it's more like. And that dumbass dipshit representative from Colorado who seems to want to be a racist stand-up comic, Lauren Boebert, she tweeted on the day, the day of the attacks. I don't know if she tweeted, she sent out this tweet at the time the attacks were happening or just, you know, part of the, you know, it, or while the rally was going on. I don't know exactly when, but she tweeted on the day. She said, today is 1776. And she's wrong. That was not 1776. That was 1861. Or at least an attempt at 1861. That was an attempt at starting a civil war. It was a coup. It was an attempted coup. And we do have Mike Pence to thank for, for not allowing the coup to happen. At least doing his part in not allowing the coup to happen. We do have him to thank, and then also, of course, you know the, the the Capitol Police and the security and all that that did their best to hold back the crowds until Manchild in office finally got around to saying, "We love you. You're special. The election was stolen, but go home. Lock him up. Lock him up. Not to end on a down note." Here's a cool thing. I'm going to link to it on the show notes, which you can get to by going to dimland.com. There's a band out there. I found out about this band from my friend John. Uh, he came over last Memorial Day weekend, and we sat out on the deck and had a couple beers, and Amy and joined us, and we were talking about stuff. And he said, have you heard of this band called Dry Cleaning? They're from England, from London. He says they're pretty cool. So I checked into them. I don't know much about them yet. I only know a couple of songs, and one in particular, and I'll link to the video to this. I think it's a pretty cool video, kind of creepy, but pretty cool. And I, and I like the song. There's a, I, I like it. I really like the song. Uh, the song is called Scratched Lanyard, and the band is called Dry Cleaning. Uh, they have a, a woman that leads the band. Uh, don't, I don't know the names of anybody. Uh, she's a, she's not, she doesn't exactly sing. She talks. She talks through the songs, and I don't know if she does that in every song, but the other song that I that I've listened to, and I'm going to listen to more, she seems to do that too, where she talks the song. But it's a it's a really cool it's cool it's pretty cool. So 
Um, yeah, so because I didn't want to end on a completely down note, it's a cool thing to check out. So please check out Dry Cleaning and their song Scratch Lanyard. And any other things you can find from John Cleaning, I'll, uh, Dry Cleaning, I'll, I'll link to it on the show notes. Go to dimland.com, click on the show notes slash blog option, and you'll get there. Good night, doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Well, a couple weeks away and got through another show. Um, yeah, get wash your hands, do the stuff that you got to do, wear masks again, follow the mandates, get vaccinated, get boosted if you haven't already. Uh, be skeptical and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. This is your host, Jim, Dr. Tim Fitzsimmons, reminding everybody out there to sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell.